You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, hosted by your favorite home cooks, Erin Walker and Heather Dyer. Join us for inspiration and a new recipe every Tuesday. Welcome to Three Kitchens Podcast. I am Heather. I'm here with Erin. Hello, Erin. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Excellent. It is the season of, um, it's spring and there's all kinds of ingredients that come and go very quickly Mm. um, at this time of year, right? That come in season and then are gone because they become something else in this I like to call them the ephemeral foods because they're here only for a short period of time. (laughs) And then they're gone. Yes, it's true. So recently I had said, I had said to you and, and like, everybody I know, if you see fiddleheads in the store, <laughs> let me know because I'm trying to find some. And I feel like every year I think of them, but by the time I've thought, hey, maybe I should, they're gone. Yeah. I think the season here is very short. I think it is. But this year, my friend Aaron found some fiddleheads. <laughs> I grocery shop with my, with my Oma and we're yipping and yapping as we go through the produce section and then I stop and go (gasps) and then you phone me oh my goodness hold that thought I have to call Heather right now (laughs) uh was perfect worked out perfectly and then I thought I don't know how long they'll last yeah because you don't know always know with um fresh green things and I feel like my fridge is the place where things go to To be forgotten and die it's for whatever reason I can't seem to get it quite right it's always feels too cold for the Mm. for the delicate stuff yeah and I was like oh I don't want to keep those fiddleheads in the fridge for too long just in case um so they come packaged and wrapped so they're not a piece of produce that you can sort of suss out how they are by feeling and looking at them or picking out the individual ones like you Mm -hmm. would with like mushrooms or beans they come cello wrapped so you kind of you're snooping in the package (laughs) yeah and you don't know if you should open that seal (laughs) like is it a bad that once they hit the air are they like perishable super perishable or what so i was like nope i'm right away i'm gonna do something with these fiddleheads so here we are same day it's been like you were the master of turning that around (laughs) because i dropped these ingredients off at your house and I think I made lunch quickly. I had a phone call and then I get a text saying, I dropped off the food in your barbecue. And I thought, what? (laughs) How did you make that happen? (laughs) I did it very quickly. I was like, I have time. So do it. I am loving that it was quick and easy because it was delicious. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm quite anxious to know the details. Okay, well, let's first talk about fiddleheads. If you're not familiar, my son actually just asked me because I was like, I got to go and talk to Aaron about fiddleheads. You people be quiet out here. He's like, what's a fiddlehead? He's yelling after me as I'm running out of the room. What's a fiddlehead? And I'm Okay, so a fiddlehead is the kind of new shoot in the fern plant. So when the fern first comes up out of the ground in the spring, it, the frond is yes. curled up really tight like it looks my fern is coming up right now in my garden yeah mine hasn't yet 
If you have an ostrich fern, okay. which is what I have, they're the kind of tall, they're a skinnier plant and they grow mm, mm-hmm. tall. That's yep. an ostrich fern and that's what I have too. And apparently that's the ones we eat in North America anyways. Those are the ferns Oh, cool! we eat the fiddleheads from. What I don't know is if you were to snip your fiddleheads in your backyard fern, would it keep growing or would you kind of stunt the plant? That I don't know. I didn't see that in my... There was nothing about harvesting and growing your own ferns. No, it's more like foraging, in which case you probably don't care what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't want to over forage so that they come back next year. And so you're... If you're foraging, there's probably a good plentiful supply of ferns. I don't think ferns grow great in our climate here because we're so dry. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to be in a place... so. You would probably know from previous years, or you'd go suss it out the year be- year before. Yeah, where are they growing, mm-hmm. so that next year I can come back early in the spring and be on top of it and catch them? Because you don't want them to unfurl. You don't want them to open up because then that's not a fiddlehead anymore, and it's not what you want to eat. Yeah, when Sally comes back with her basket of fiddleheads, you go and follow yeah. her to find out <laughs> where were you, Sally? Where did you go, Sally? Where did you get those? Okay, so apparently the fiddleheads are slightly toxic. So you're not just going to go out and like snip and eat fiddleheads in the wild. Okay. Um, I don't know how toxic that I couldn't quite figure out, but I guess they are, they have trace, <laughs> trace amounts of toxins that can cause illness. So I'm not sure it might if it's like a food poisoning kind of effect it would have on you. Okay. But you don't want to just eat them straight from the plant. So first you have to boil them. Good to know. um, Wash them really well and then boil them and then they're good good to use. Because I did see salads and I was like, well, if they're toxic, how do you make a salad with it? But you'd still have to blanch it first or steam. Okay. Uh, So what I did was I took all my little fiddleheads and I the point where they were cut off the plant turns a little bit brown at that end right so I just snipped off with my little paring knife I just cut off the brown ends I threw them in a sink of cold water and swished them around Mm -hmm. and you just want there's like little kind of brown papery um, Ah, skin that kind of sticks to them and you want to just wash all that it's just sort of I think it's dry from the previous year it kind of comes up with the with the shoots like when you see them in your garden, I think you'll see what I'm what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're gonna kind of rinse all that off. Then you're gonna well, I boil them in salted water mm-hmm. for ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. And then into an ice bath to shock them, stop cooking them. Right. And then and then they're good to go. And that water that I blanched them in, that I boiled them quickly, was like yeah. brown. Like it was so dark. I had to fish around to make sure I got all the fiddleheads out. Oh, no way. Interesting. That must be the toxin. Whatever. I know. I was like, don't drink it. (laughs) That water doesn't go into the compost. (laughs) I know because normally if I blanch or boil a vegetable, I let the water cool off. I just leave the pot and then I go and dump it in my garden, right? Yes, I do. I was like, "Mm, this doesn't look good. This one went down the sink because it was so dark and they looked clean. Like they were... I had cleaned them. It's not like they were dirty. No, it must be something coming out of them as they boil. How cool is is that? 
cool, I guess. Yeah, but at least you know that you've cleansed uh, them of their evil. Yes, that's probably a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so. I didn't know to expect that exactly. I was reading some information and some instructions off the Spruce Eats website, okay. which we... That's an easy go-to. They're like the Wikipedia of step-by-steps, right? Yeah, and they have good basic scientific information about food. Not getting really deep in the woods with it, but like... Yeah, a good um, first point to start your research, totally. Yeah, like just some good basic information, how to avoid making yourself sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then a lot of people like to just saute them, but I thought there's got to be something else we can do. Oh, I guess when I gave it to you, I kept out one fiddlehead that had been blanched like it had been boiled but i didn't use it in the recipe so that you could taste yeah just a straight up fiddlehead yeah so my first question when you said i have one that is separate from what i made for you to taste i looked at it and i said huh so has this been like washed and cooked oh, I wouldn't... <laughs> because i didn't like i knew it had been washed but like had it been cooked in any way like is it just like a fresh one or has it been cooked was my oh, first question I because i couldn't tell and I knew nothing about this, so I trusted you. And if I would have read that it could be poison, then I knew you would have cooked it first. <laughs> yeah, I would have told you. <laughs> you would Don't have warned me. <laughs> Don't yeah. eat this thing I gave you. But I, yeah. I couldn't tell that you had processed it in any way. Like it kept its shape nicely. It didn't get mushy. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at how unbitter it was. Yeah. Had you you expected I it to be bitter? I don't know why, but I expected expected bitterness mm-hmm. when I because I've never ever once in my life eaten a fiddlehead to my knowledge so neither I, have I <laughs> I didn't know so I really expected it to be bitter and it wasn't and I was like this is kind of delightful and I squeezed a little bit of the lemon on it too and I was like this is validly good I thought it reminded me I'd never eaten one either and I I didn't have any preconceived notion I was like Okay. I, in fact, I sort of thought maybe like a Brussels sprout, like which I don't really like. And so I was thinking like I had this idea that I'm, I don't know if I like them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It was to me a bit like asparagus, like a real nice thin new, like spring asparagus. That's what That's it reminded a- me of. But yeah, the just flavor. The, yeah. I don't know what else to compare it to. It's just uh, green. I don't know how else it to describe it. green? Yeah. <laughs> Just like the curacao tastes blue. <laughs> Heather made us no. some green today. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not descriptive. I know that's a terrible description, but I, I would agree in it. I would, <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> There's not a good way to describe it. It's so mild. Mm-hmm. It's not strong. But it's not sweet, really. It's kind of it's just not sweet. It's not cabbagey. Tastes like a green plant. I don't know. It's yeah, terrible. it's it's uh it's tasty. It's not that it's bland. I think you would definitely, yeah. you cooked it in the salted water. So that's adding to it. Mm-hmm. I could see putting, just sauteing it with some sort of oil and like pepper and the lemon juice. Like that was all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very mild asparagus. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. agree with you on that. Let's I've go been, there. Yeah. I've been thinking <laughs> about it and I couldn't think of any, I mean, I only ate one just like you did, but I was like, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> describe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not offensive. Let's put it that way. Like <laughs> sometimes like a Brussels sprout or mm. whatever, like I even know, asparagus like, sometimes. And asparagus sometimes. Like yeah. 
you turn your nose up at it because you're just like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, it can be kind of like you said, <laughs> you bitter. want those or... other things with it. It's overly bitter or it's, you know, the texture's yeah. not the the greatest or whatever. Like I found it very agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most is... agreeable vegetable that is green. <laughs> this is the funniest conversation about an ingredient we've had in a while. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Nobody knows how to describe it. I would love to know if listeners are familiar with fiddleheads and they eat them regularly. If they have a way of describing the flavor, please yes. chime in on social media and tell everybody what it's supposed to taste like. Give us some better descriptors. Yeah, I don't know. I Like, what does it taste like? I, I want to compare it to something else, but I don't know what. Okay. I love that about taste. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, it is kind of fun. It's an interesting one for sure. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what I did. I did something a bit more. <laughs> we did not just saute the fiddleheads. We had them in a different recipe, and I'll tell you about that when we come back. Hey, listeners, I hope you're enjoying this fun episode. Did you know you can find this recipe on our website? We post all the recipes for each episode on threekitchenspodcast.com, and we even include recipes that we're not making for the podcast just things we make every day in our kitchen leave a comment tell us what you like about the recipe or what you don't like or how you zhuzhed it up you can find the link in our show notes or type it in threekitchenspodcast.com okay so let me tell you what i made with the fiddleheads i have this cookbook you'll remember it's called bisou et brioche it's classic French recipes from Laura Bradbury and Rebecca Wellman. Oh, and in it. Oh, so you're talking French recipes and we didn't talk about this when we you discussed fiddlehead research. Where typically are they found? I just looked at what what <laughs> grows in North America. Okay. Which was the ostrich fern, but I I think ferns grow all over the world in a moist yeah not, not too hot i don't know yeah they must just be worldwide i imagine they're in lots of places maybe different varieties of fern i'm not exactly sure about i that. wonder how the toxicity level changes now you're getting too i'm scientific. sorry let's go back to the food okay the food so in my cookbook in my french cookbook there is a recipe for it an artichoke and asparagus tart and i thought I remembered there was this tart in this book. And so I went and looked at it because I thought, hmm, asparagus seems kind of similar. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> we could do a fiddlehead tart. And in this one, she's got leeks. And I was like, oh, leeks. That is also kind of a nice springy veggie that I and think it's would mild. Well. Yeah. Nice. It doesn't overpower. Yeah, exactly. And I like, I really like leeks. So I thought I'm going to be inspired by this recipe. I didn't follow it exactly, but I was inspired by it to make a fiddlehead and leek tart. Cheese tart. Really, there was quite a bit of cheese in there. There was some <laughs> the good end of the cheese day. in there. Just a bit of cheese. Um, so I used your trusty pie uh, pastry, rolled it out roughly into a rectangle. In hindsight, I think a puff paste, like a good old frozen butter puff pastry probably would have actually worked better. Mm -hmm. I wasn't crazy with the way my pastry turned out, but I think it was 
because of all the other things that went on top like it just i think it was too heavy for the pastry i don't know maybe you'll have some insight into that but let me tell you what went on here okay so i made up my pastry i par baked it i think that's what you call it when you bake it yep yep poke a few holes in it with a fork so it doesn't get too puffy and you bake it um, a little bit first and then i sauteed my leeks Mm. uh with butter and garlic and then i put in my fiddleheads and a splash of white wine and some thyme and salt and pepper and so then i set those aside and then i had my pie crust yeah and i put i tried to so i put my veggies on there and i and then i thought because i had all this cheese i had grayer and emmental cheese um i had grated them and I went to put on cheese and I was like, it's all covering all the, <laughs> I wanted to see the fiddleheads and it was covering everything with this mountain of cheese. Right. <laughs> so I had to kind of like back it up a little bit and put like pull some of the fiddleheads <laughs> to put them on top. But this tart also had a an egg, uh, you mix egg with cream. Okay. And pour it over. So you put your veggies, you put the egg, okay. put your cheese. Um, okay. So I did kind of follow the recipe for that portion of it because I wasn't as familiar with this egg type mm-hmm. thing. I had too much egg. The, <laughs> the egg sort of ran all over the place. And I think it was an issue why the pastry didn't work as well, because I think I had too much egg and I, I don't know if the recipe in the book was a bigger tart or like to hold yeah. that sort of eggy business was it in a tart pan no just on a cookie sheet so that's why mm. i think if you use a puff pastry maybe you could make a bit more of a rim like with that and it would puff up more i was gonna say i keep seeing this where they put the filling in the middle of a square give it an extra layer around the outside of pastry yeah i yeah. can see how that would work better because the pastry was not didn't work quite the way I expected it would. What kind of pastry did the book suggest, or did they have a it pastry was recipe? Much like your recipe, yeah, they have a, a pastry oh, recipe, but it's a like a pie crust, and yet somehow, well, you know, in the picture, it's not real puffy either. Yeah, whatever, it's fine. I didn't notice any problems with the pastry. <laughs> of putting it into my face (laughs) okay well let's talk about how it tastes i think you get all i'll post the recipe with like maybe i'll adjust the egg right right what you think would work best or yeah what a little less egg use a puff pastry but the but let's talk about the flavors of this 10 out of 10 (laughs) i gave a silent like signal of perfect because i really loved the flavors in this i love leeks i didn't know what kind of cheese Mm. it was that surprised me i thought mm, it's very creamy it's right? so like yeah like i just really loved the the way that the cheese wasn't it wasn't perfectly evenly divided right when you do these tarts <laughs> and so it's yeah. like you get like this bite and all of a sudden you get this little like bit of cheese that comes into each bite oh it was so good all i did was heat it up in my toaster oven because i looked at it and i was like oh i have to eat this hot I had two slices and I was really nice and shared the third slice with my husband. (laughs) Well, that was very kind of you. And he almost bit my finger while I was feeding it to him. (laughs) (laughs) So there's your compliment of the day. (laughs) Chomp, chomp. You know what I liked? The recipe is for an asparagus tart. And like we talked about a little bit 
sometimes asparagus is stringy and mm. hard to bite through. And what I really liked about the fiddleheads is that it's yes. just a clean bite. Like there's nothing stringy or, or weird about like, no, it's a just, perfect bite. It just comes right apart. Bite. Yeah. And they hold together in their little coils. Yeah. And they're just like, they're still kind of firm. Like they don't go mushy. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought they worked really like to cook these things. They hold their, their shape and their texture and their, I thought it was so good. They're so agreeable to being cooked. (laughs) And to being eaten. (laughs) Oh, they're so so agreeable. And it looks beautiful. Like with that green, because they have such a dark, gorgeous color. Yeah, and they keep the color too. And they keep that color. And then like the leeks have so much variety in color because there's everything from like very white to like a little bit of a light green, right? So you get like, I loved the way it looked. Me too. I was, Mm -hmm. again, you text me that this is ready and I'm like, how did this happen so fast? And then I saw what you sent me and I was like, how did this happen so fast? It's a quick, it's a quick recipe. Fantastic. If you use puff pastry and you remember to take it out of the freezer, see, I considered it because I had a roll in my freezer, a sheet. Oh, dang. But it was frozen and it takes some time to thaw puff pastry. Yeah, you can't rush that. Yeah. So (laughs) I thought, okay, if I want to do this today, then it's not going to be puff pastry. But if you have the forethought and you take out your puff pastry and you have that ready to go, you can even just kind of wing this one honestly like saute those veggies i guess you call them veggies with what you what flavors you like i use thyme and salt and pepper and white wine in there but you could do i don't know rosemary would be really good with that or like yeah you want a bit more tarragon or something you could really play with the flavors oregano i think Mm. because they're those mild leeks and fiddleheads are quite mild you can kind of flavor them the way you like yeah and again just adjust the egg i think the egg gives it a bit of substance like it kind of you know what that makes me think is these ingredients would be fantastic in a quiche oh totally yes yeah or frittata oh my gosh yeah like you could really i could really see those flavors and especially because like an emmental and a gruyere both go so well in a in a quiche like like with egg yeah you could totally that would be Mm. a really good quiche Mm. now Mm -hmm. i might have to hope i'm hoping and praying that those packages battleheads will be there (laughs) (laughs) you should have bought two just should have bought two oh by the way, they were $4.99 for eight ounces, did I tell you? Yeah. 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 227 grams. Which was I and I used the whole package for the for the pizza. For the tart. Tart. I did not toss a single one out. Fantastic. Like, they were all nice fiddleheads. Yeah. Because sometimes you open a package, you don't know what's in. There might be a mushy one or a brown one or whatever. They were all edible. That's good to know. Not really like that good. orange you stick your thumb into when you get the box of oranges and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> something, something a little funky in the bottom Sends of the basket. A little shiver when you're like, hey, I'll just grab an orange for snack. Oh. <laughs> That's what would have happened had I put them in my fridge and been like, okay, I'll make it on Saturday. And then Saturday turns into Tuesday. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just get to it and get it done because... 
you want to eat them while they're fresh. I think that, I mean, because the season is so short, Mm -hmm. you kind of got to get after it. Yeah. If anyone forages fiddleheads Mm. or knows of anyone that forages fiddleheads, please let us know or like say, Hey, cause I would like to hear more about this foraging process and yeah, where you do it. Yeah. I'd be interested to know. I'd be super interested to know. Yeah. And how many, like if you're going out foraging, how many do you collect? Because I have no idea if you can like preserve them or freeze them or like Mm. save them in some way. I don't, Mm. I'd love for someone to tell us. If you know more about fiddleheads, you can contact us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'd love to hear about it. I'm so glad you found them. I'm so glad I found them too, because the easiest part was going, picking them up and dropping them off. And then it turns around into my lunch. I could get used to this. (laughs) This is why people have personal chefs. Oh, totally. (laughs) And food delivery services. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was out somewhere when you called me. And so then after I wrapped that up, I was on my way home, I'm like, Oh, what am I gonna do with those fiddleheads? And so I was like thinking about it, because I'd already been thinking about it for a while now. Yeah. So I stopped at the store on my way home because I needed the cheeses. I didn't have the cheese. Okay, yeah. Oh, and the leeks. I picked up leeks because I decided that ah, yeah, I was already thinking about this tart. It was so easy to just pull together quick, easy, delicious, put a pin in it for next year, everybody for <laughs> for um, fiddlehead season if by the time you hear this it has passed grab those low-hanging ferns (laughs) (laughs) oh no make a fiddlehead and leek french tart next spring we 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 that's the only french we're attempting today i'm glad you didn't make us do any (laughs) no there's no french words in the making of this recipe oh thank god (laughs) we did not have to learn any for this one And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our website, freekitchenspodcast.com. Remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad we don't do video podcasts right now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, God.